show uh we just take all these brands and put them together uh for a collective uh friday is all about mental wellness mental healing uh overcoming trauma and looking for resolutions right mm -hmm. um so again this is an appreciation show but tim has a lot in store for you uh he has some bullet points today so uh we just going to jump right into it because we know that we, we're going to go the whole two hours but um, yeah. there's a lot going on in the world right now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole lot going on. Um, and it's funny because I, I see myself a year ago speaking on all these things, like the Jonathan Majors. Um, <sighs> yeah. But that's, you know, that's life. Like, life has choices and consequences. And I think all of us sometimes when we get to a level of success where we get comfortable. And comfortable is, is where mistakes happen. You know, comfortable is where chaos happens. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I, I just, I was reflecting today and even though in my youth, I let a lot of things happen because either I was afraid to see what was on the other side of it, mm -hmm. or I just was naive. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but at the same time, I still had to take ownership that it was a choice. Right. So even in my older years, certain relationships that have either been broken or are frayed I have to take full accountability to say, even if that person manipulated me, yes, ma'am, 
um, even if that person manipulated me or got their way. This is Miss Kim, y'all. Hey, we, hey, we, we, we ain't got no heart attacks here. Well, yeah. <laughs> Okay. She's talking about she won't contaminate us, and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> next week. Ain't trying to be sick. We're talking about going into the new years without all this stuff on you. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about forgiveness and all that. Mental health. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Don't be carrying all that. Yeah. <laughs> Lay down them bags in, in the words of Erica. But you better preach. That is <laughs> that is the media mom, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Kim Martin is in the building. But yeah, so I had to take accountability and say, even though um, I may have been a victim in a lot of situations, mm -hmm. there's still an accountability that I have to say that I allowed this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times people look at themselves as a victim, but they don't look at themselves and say, hey, I see. This is like, okay, we're talking about Diddy's in the, in, the, in the headlines. He screwed over a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You still have to understand that you are an artist and you were going through financial hardship and you saw an opportunity. Finger oh yeah, let me get you back in. I'm trying to write down this one. All right. Let me add Walisha. Walisha's in the building too. Birth plug is in the building. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. So, so even in Diddy's situation where he manipulated a lot of people, you were in a rock and a hard place. You were a rapper, you were in the hood, and you know, you looked at rap as a way out. So being quick to sign, yes, Diddy took advantage of you, but you were quick to sign this because you saw the money. Exactly. So at some at some point, where's the accountability? Why why, you know, even after you're grown and mature in the business and mature in your life, would you still point the finger at this man and say, He did this to me? You're a person right. of your own free will. So this is why even people like myself who, you know, for years in my mind had the mentality, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. I'm like, I allowed it. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to forgiveness, it, it, there's some accountability there. There's some looking into myself. I'm like, well. You know, if you were manipulated by this woman, well, obviously, when she came into the club with the curves, you had an ulterior <laughs> motive, too. She may have had yeah. a motive, but you had an ulterior motive, too. Yeah. But you may have been more kind-hearted. You may have been more open to be benevolent or what have you. Um, sometimes we can't blame the fox for foxing. Exactly. <laughs> but, I, but, but all of that to me is protected in the Bible. It's protected with things like being a preacher. And that's for me on a spiritual level when I knew like it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Because it, it was too much temptation. There was people that's just gonna look the other way when I'm wrong. There's people that's not gonna tell me like, oh, you're being a little aggressive, you're being inappropriate. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need those things. Those right. things keep us level and keep us balanced. So there's a lot of professions out here like that, like doctors. Yeah, doctors get away with a lot of inappropriate things in the name of medicine or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I don't know the excuse. Let's, 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 let's go ahead and put it but on it's the table. ethical to me. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff we do. Let's put it on the table then, since we're not even wasting no time with it. We're talking about clergy. Yeah. We're talking about bishop, and we're talking about a lot of positions in the church who, you know, they have these positions like choir director or 
you know, they're serving the pastor or what have you. And there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But again, I told Tim before we even started the show, I said, I grew up Wally um, with a grandmother who was born in 1929. And there was a lot of doctrines and there was a lot of religious traditions that, you know, were set in place that you didn't go against. Right. You, one of those things uh, that she always said, don't question God. Yeah. And as I grew, I'm like, no, <laughs> there are some things that I, I want to know, God, why happening? What, what's, what's going on here so I can help navigate? But she said, you know, quote unquote, you don't put your mouth on the man of God. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't yeah. speak against the man. That, that is so damaging to us. Explain. So <laughs> because to to have a, your own understanding about the creator and I don't, I see it as a relationship from a mother or parents to children. If I create these children, I expect them to question every single thing I'm telling them so they can have understanding and repeat the cycle. I'm not trying to rehold information from them or feeling like they're questioning my authority in terms of when it comes to the pastor. The pastor is not the creator. They are in the same level as you. The only difference is they have exalted themselves to take the position, oh, I will lead these people and teach them my way of what I have learned. And to call yourself a God or to say, I can't speak against you or to question you shows that you're incompetent, incompetent of leading people because you're not looking at it from a, a master who's created the greatest masterpiece ever and now it's broken or it needs to be fixed and you don't want to explain to people how to fix it or how to service it because you are you want to hold it all to yourself i don't see that as being the way i see that as controlling how we need to think when it comes to leadership but not setting us free how we need to think about ourselves individually to move forward so we take those biblical principles wally and we say that you know biblically the men of the cloth were chosen <laughs> and, and see, you, you guys are, you know, I, I, I see that. I hear it. I hear it. Yeah. And I get it. Right. So, you know, there's been a lot of manipulation, you yeah. know what I'm saying, when it comes to religion. But nevertheless, we do elevate these people the same way we elevate our president. You know, you ain't just going to dap up Barack Obama. You're going to show him some kind of reverence because you feel like the people chose him to lead this great nation. Obama. I'm going to dap that nigga. I know. Wow. And I, and, I, and I agree, I see what both of y'all, you know, your point, what, what I see is that's the programming. You know what I mean? Because again, yes. again, I don't judge people by based on where I think they are. I judge you by where you tell me you are. Ooh, <laughs> how aware of you, how aware of you are you of your situation? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So for me, Look at the Bible. The Bible literally has a part in it that says if you don't meet these qualifications, you're not fit to preach or be a be a pastor. If you're on your second marriage, guess what? <laughs> you're not eligible. You're not qualified. You cannot get Steve married, Harvey. get divorced and get remarried and be considered a preacher, a pastor or a leader of a congregation. It's literally in the Bible. Or if you're not married at all, you can't. You can't. Yes. If you don't have a union, if you don't have children, if you don't have a village and a foundation, you're not fit to lead. Oh, so and I've been reading my Bible well, uh, all my life. So I, I, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. so the proof is right there. Wow. I'm not saying, well, I'm going against what you believe, because what I believe I, it's it, it's written in what you believe. Have you read? When's the last time you read what you believe? <laughs> 
You know what I mean? And this is why we consider Big Mom and them devout. It's not because I always see my grandmother reading the Bible. It's because she talked religion. She went to church. She had these little weird Jesus figurines in the house. Like, she right. lived this. She was devout. This is what she believed, and she showed me. She didn't have to constantly convince me and leave a trail. Right. I could see it. You know what I mean? So what it learned, what it taught me was not religion. It taught me how to be loyal to something. Yeah. Mm. This is about. And a lot of people don't have loyalty. They're loyal to everything. Right. So you're not really loyal to anything. So then I always tell people to help easy ground you. Just be loyal to yourself. It'll show you the way. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times the disconnection is you look, everyone else has your loyalty. If they tell you to jump, you jump. If you're like, well, I'm going to have a peaceful day. They call you to fight, you're going to go fight. You know what I mean? Right. So this is the part of religion now that doesn't resonate within us. Because it's a bunch of rules that we don't even see them following. So it's, 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 it's all, okay. So exactly. Like, it's all yeah. psychology, and I know Wally's ready to jump in. This is hey, get up in here because we about to That's we right. about to we about to it's blow the Friday roof off. Yeah, we about to blow the roof mm -hmm. off. This. So okay, so spoiler alert. You know, raising Canaan. You know, say if you haven't yeah. watched it, turn it turn what I'm about to say off. Right. So it's like, so, um, going back to Diddy, but this is you know, um, so he's getting ready to get into this group. This, this girl group, mm -hmm. and you know, just like any music producer or any record label owner, they're like pimps, preachers, yeah. and yeah. everything like that. They get you with the enticement of the life that you know, saying, What does the preacher do? Come to my church and, and, and give your life to God because you know, your life can be so much better. I know you're struggling, I know you're financially this, and I know this, that I know, you know, say you're having problems with your kids or your relationship or your job, you know, come to my church and you know, say, I can show you the way. Hey, music producers, no different. I know that you're struggling in the hood. You want to make it as a rapper. You want to make it as a singer. You want to do this, this, this. And as soon as they get into this woman's clutches, she switches just like that. She uses fear now to control. Mm. Now everything is a control thing. Like, listen, I got 50 million people ready to take your place right now. So if you don't do what I say to do, then basically, you know what I'm saying, I can get you replaced and you're yeah. going to go right back to the hood. Yeah. Now person with the promise of escaping their pain is now wielding it to control you that says now that I got you in my web you got to do what I say yeah you, and, and that's that's sad right yeah because again going back to the victim mentality now I have to hold myself accountable say I am allowing this I've held this person in reverence because <coughs> they showed me a better way yeah of what my life could be yeah but now, everything now is do what I tell you to do. But that's why the game is rigged, because you've been programmed before you even grew up to give this person favor, to give this person your trust, to mm. give this person understanding. That's how they get you. They're mm. not. This is what people have to understand. Like, you are not the desired by the enemy. Like, they want your kids. They want to plant this seed through you so you start feeding them through whatever grows from this seed. Right. So then they're never going to question it because it came from you. It didn't come from me. It didn't come from the government. It didn't come from Uncle Sam. Your parents gave that to you. You know what I mean? So you're not going to go against it. That's why those things philosophize and stick in us. And, and a lot of it was deception. A lot of it was their way of holding on to us so we didn't grow out. People mm. want you to grow up, but they don't want you to grow out. Exactly. <laughs> because then you're not in their presence. They can't see what you're doing. They can't see what you're learning. They don't know who you're dating. They don't know what you're eating. And they yes. don't want 
agenda. Yeah. They don't they don't want you yeah. to question your agenda. Because what you're doing threatens what they're doing. So that that fundamental realization let me know what you're doing isn't isn't worth a damn. Because what I'm doing shouldn't be able to affect what you're doing. Right. So if I'm spiritual and that affects <laughs> your religion, maybe maybe you ain't religious. Because yeah. <laughs> how people what people eat don't make me shit. Like I, I, I can appreciate how a person lives their life and how it's separate from how I live my life. This is how we can come together. But a lot of my beef with religion, this is how it's going to tie into forgiveness, is it's all about other people. Mm. Forgive thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. You know what I mean? Let this go. Be the bigger person. Like, yeah, your brother killed you, but, you know, get over that. That's cool. Bruh. God told him to do that. Like, don't question God. This is <laughs> my significant other's on a second right now. She could tell you this is the year I told myself I'm not being a bigger person. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going person. into 2024 being the bigger person. If I see you trying to manipulate me, hurt me, or try to you know do something that's catering to your agenda, yeah, I either get a chance to hold the mirror up to you and say, Hey, I don't like this. And if you still try to gaslight me and act like I'm the problem, bro, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, period. Get in there. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead, Wally. I know you want to jump in. Uh, no, y'all know I made a post. I didn't know what we was going to talk about on the show. Yeah, we talking yeah. for most Yeah, most. but no, I'm talking about that. I didn't know that this was going to come up as far as the church. Oh, yeah, I had yeah. made a post right before the show started <laughs> about um, what was the first red flag that you had experienced, you know, like in your church. And yeah. the comments is going wild where people are listing all of these things that they have experienced. And 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 again, it is the grandmas. It is my grandmother who was like, hey, you need to do this and that and the other. But it was her fear. It was a fear that was put in her that she had been carrying this whole time. You know, once I lived my own journey and kind of seen it for what it was, like we all got a journey. Yeah. yeah, we all we all have the ability to teach people, to lead people, to guide people. But from the standpoint of the pulpit of the church, they come out as though they have not done anything wrong. Like yeah. the story that you're told about Jesus not make committing any sins. That's what these that's the stance that these pastors have. And they prey on single black women mm -hmm. because it's easy to manipulate you, especially if you had a child out of wedlock. Yeah. which that's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> but if you've had children and you've done one thing that you know that we were guarded to do, which was to multiply, they use that against people and they use it as a way to control and manipulate how you think, how you give, um, mm -hmm. and that and the other. And it's just, it's just, I think more people are becoming aware that they need guidance. They need help. And they go to the church to get it, and then they get sucked into this cycle. Uh, and and everything else has been preached every Sunday, every Bible study. They kind of wasn't paying attention to because they went there to get cleansed. They went there to get help. Yeah. And so they don't really pay attention. It was like me. I didn't really pay attention to all of these other things that was happening until it was like the one time I needed help, it was an issue. And that's what made me go back and was like, whoa, hold on. Let me recalculate everything that I had experienced, all the energy I was putting into this church or this belief system. And a lot of these things were not true. And um, one thing I wanted to add is I have an uncle um, that said that if you, he's probably like in his seventies, he said, if he found out that something that he was taught at home was not real, and when he found it out in the real world, he was not allowed to come back home and say that the things that you beat into me 
like physically beat into me from the Bible, these are not true in the real world. These things do not no longer exist in our world. They couldn't go back home and tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we have a right, you know, as we're on our life path and our life journey to educate ourselves, to be aware, to find out what path is is that fits us the best. Mm-hmm. So I was always taught, especially at Ohio Dominican, and that's the creed of the Ohio Dominican. If if you say it truth, it should be able to be held up to the light and examined. It should be able to be questioned and, and looked at. This is why when I did start taking, you know, my 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 studies at Ohio Dominican, uh, I can't think of the name of studies right now. I, it'll come to me in a minute. But um, when I start taking my religious studies, I started questioning things. And then I would bring them to my pastor, like, okay, what's going on here? Because this is a contradiction right here. And like, you know, of course, Wiley, you know how that conversation went. It, it, it didn't fare well. Like, who are you to question God? Who are you? Exactly. To... And then he started to preach over the pulpit about me. Oh, you think you're so smart with your, you know, your college educated self. Now, he didn't say any names, but everybody knew who he was talking about. Exactly. You're going to college and you think you know more than God. And is that. And they're supposed to learn and they're getting in many. I can't hear you. All right, y'all, we gonna hold it down. We holding it down. Hopefully I can hear me too, because uh, my guys is not showing here. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go to the comments until everybody get things figured out just in case I am back. actually here. I'm back in. Uh, All right, let me put Tim back in. Um, okay. I, I, and people are always saying that uh, I, I put my thing in airplane mode. And I still get calls and all that kind of stuff. So stream yard. Oh, do not disturb. Do not disturb is what that is. Okay. Yeah, you got put on do not disturb and they can't no calls. All the calls will be averted in text. Okay. Let me, yeah, let me. I, I, Why y'all doing that? I'm gonna read two comments. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, Adrian says they make you feel ashamed for what's going on in your life, and that's how they suck you suck you into their programming because only Jesus can fix it. And this is very true. Summer um says, I told a mother, um, I was told a mother shouldn't raise her children in a home alone. My church tried to manipulate me into giving my child up for adoption, even offered to give me money to do so. I never went back um, talking about deception. Yes. Wow. And one last one. Yaya says, the most high will bless you with discernment to decipher what is right. And all that is left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you use a sermon and what you have to do is unlearn. You have to be willing to unlearn because when you've been indoctrinated since you were a baby. And and, and this is what a lot of people don't understand is that if you grew up in a Buddhist house, especially during your impressionable years, you're going to be a Buddhist. You grew up in a a Muslim house. Mm -hmm. You're going to be Islam or partial to it. People don't understand. Are you going to push back on it? Yeah, absolutely. People don't understand why they're Republican or Democrat. It's because it's been in, in, you know, it's ingrained in them that this is the way to go. So <coughs> you have to be willing to unlearn first. Yeah. And I wasn't willing to unlearn until I enrolled in college. And a lot of it is 
tucked into the words, into the yeah. definition. You got to pay attention to what they're asking you to do. Like, this is something I always implore people to do. Like, look up Keep the definition. Guys. Look up the definition of humble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to get a definition. <laughs> so the first definition of humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Mm-hmm. The second one is of low social, administrative, or political rank. That's what it means to be humble. That's, that sounds terrible. You know 100%. what I mean? 100%. Why would you want, why would you, pers- like the world is already going to think less of you. Why are you instructed to think less of yourself? Yeah. But but how many people actually know that's what it means? And that's, yeah, that's how tricky it is. In con- that's how tricky it is in conversation when you're talking to somebody that knows things you don't. It kind of feels like they're talking down to you. <laughs> but having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. The second meaning is of low social, administrative, or political rank. And this is why in 20... 20- that's all it means. And this is why in 2023, <laughs> I made a declaration because yeah. because I've always take, taken the, the humble or the modest road or, 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 or lane is nice and this, that, and the other. And it's gotten me to where certain people, like I said, have just gone live and tried to embarrass me or do a so much. And yeah. then people were saying... And I was going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And people were just like, yo, you should be the bigger person. And I was like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm a bigger person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this this is, but this is the social climate of the world we live in. Yeah. Like, when someone is just being real or someone's being honest, it's deemed as controversial. This is why people was going to me when I was pushing back on Kendrick, when he was saying, you know, be humble, like. No, <laughs> that's not deep to me. That's not enlightening to me. That's not health. That's some rhymey, schemey, like, that's not hip hop. You know what yeah. I mean? I think of KRS one. Like, he was really telling you, get knowledge. Yeah. That's what his name means. You know what I mean? He's, he's telling you, seek knowledge and learn self and don't just sign your name on every dotted line. Like, that's a, a pandemic we've been, we're, my generation's dealing with. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, really just to sign their name on anything. It's crazy. Absolutely. But when I think back to it, when I do the shadow work for it, like it's it's the programming. These things are either instilled in you or someone's just left you to fend for yourself. Roll the dice and see how it goes. You know what I mean? And this is where we lead into forgiveness. I, I took I took a, a trip to chess records. I, that's one of the things that I do a lot uh, and I need to get back to it is I'll take a trip to a, a place that, you know, resonated musically in a certain city. I still have to go to Minneapolis, but uh, different state parts of this, the, the states uh, I would visit. And one time I visited Chicago and uh, I visited Chess Records. So for those who know the movie Cadillac Records, uh, it started by uh, a guy named Willie Johnson, but he found Money Waters and brought all these things together. But it was a black man who, you know, was tired of his people getting screwed over by, you know, uh, other, other cultures and taking the the blues and, and soul and just exploiting the artists. So one of his mottos, when you walk into uh, the chess record studio is don't get mad, get smart. You know, the, the saying is don't get mad, get even. But his right. saying was don't get mad, get smart. And th- that's, <laughs> and that's a word to live by because when you try to get even, you're full of a lot of emotion and you're, you're and and just not being rational. But when you get smart, you start preventing yourself. You start preventing yourself from getting in these situations in the first place. You start peeping bullcrap early. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, again, 
going back to that accountability thing, like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So exactly. I, just, I started looking at it like, okay, I'm not going to let you do this again. Let me bring Tim back in. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So sorry it for keeps, the, it keeps so, me off. Sorry for the technical difficulties, y'all. We, we just try to keep the, keep the show rolling. But I y'all spit that knowledge. That's why they can't cancel. They're trying to cancel y'all. <laughs> All right, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So, so it goes back to that. It's like, you know what? I ain't going to fault you. you. You, you got that one over on me, but I bet you it won't happen again. Yeah. It, and, and that's why people are shocked this year. Like, Lane really ain't going to take my forgiveness? Yeah. Or you really ain't going to rock with me no more? I've shocked some people. Like, oh, you really ain't going to answer my phone calls? Nah, because I'm going to teach you not to play with me. Those things just always Man. feel like crap to me when someone's trying to force me to take something I didn't ask for. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think this is why forgiveness is, is such a, a tricky realm. It's such a slippery slope. You know, I had a conversation with a couple of people that watched the show. And they were asking me, like, truthfully, like, so do you not believe in the concept of forgiving other people? You know what I mean? Is it just all about forgiveness of self? And I'm like, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tried to be as honest as I could with my response. But I told them a lot of people aren't ready for the lesson of forgiving others. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to start with forgiving yourself and then to help you get there. But I was like, I'm going to humor you. We're going to have this conversation. Right. So I told him the, the difference is the difference with me is things like forgiveness, things like loyalty, things like love are sacred for me. You know what I mean? So there's people I love <laughs> mm -hmm. and then there's people I would give and take a bullet for. Absolutely. That's a different type of emotion. That's not the same type. Those people can't call this the same type of thing. Sure. So it's the same with me with sacred forgiveness. And it's because in a lot of situations, I don't feel other people should forgive me because you're not wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm holding myself accountable. I allowed you to do everything you did. So if anyone's going to be upset, it's me with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not mad at you because you didn't know any better. And if now we on the third time of you doing it, I kept giving you chances. It's still not your fault because I could have cut it off the first time you did it. But if I allow you to do it again, I'm enabling you to thinking that this is okay. This is what people like to do. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. And then there's a sacred type of forgiveness to where we understand how much space we take up in the world. And this is bullet point number one. We have to realize we alter others' reality when we take from them or we, we, experience, we help them experience anger. We're altering their reality. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And as kids, we don't understand that. So we play a lot of childish games that don't translate well communication-wise. Mm -hmm. You'll just run up somebody on the playground like, yo, you ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that alter inside of them or what ripple that's about to send right. through their universe. So on a sacred level, I had to start realizing, I, I got to go back and apologize to some people about that stuff. I didn't realize how reckless I was being with your energy. I didn't realize how hurtful I was being, you know, because your grandma died and we was joking. I still got my grandma. I didn't I didn't know what that meant to you. But people use that and be like, man, you should you should develop thicker skin. Or, I'm going to be me. I'm going yeah. to do, do what I want to do. And people use that as an excuse to where you should have tougher skin. And I'm like, bro, I don't, I think that's I don't play like that. Yeah. Uh, to me, man. I think that's it, it takes a big person to apologize. Yeah. That's not easy. <laughs> Admitting that you were wrong. But had good intentions, but still got to admit, like, yo, I was wrong. So there's love in that. But that's what, to me, makes it sacred. 
And what what demonizes, what discredits it is when we try to apologize for everything. Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? So many people that in my life, I had to kind of groom that out of them. Like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. My bad. My, like, yo, shit. I hate, listen, it irks. Oh, we good. Yeah, we good. It like, irks oh, my whole being. Oh, like, nah, we, we good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's the, those are the Will Smiths of the world. Like, to keep the peace of your family, you just took accountability for everything. You blamed yourself for everything. I was wrong. I did it. I, I broke it, mom. You don't got to do that with me. This is what I mean by creating a safe space for somebody. You don't got to do that with me. You're not wrong. It's okay not to be wrong. To, this is your next journey. Realize it. Maybe you weren't wrong cutting your friends off. Right. Maybe you weren't wrong quitting that job. Maybe you weren't wrong switching up your diet. You know what I mean? We got to explore that thing of possibilities, too, because it's easy to just be like, oh, I'm wrong. I'm stupid. I'm this. I'm that. Like, nah, like, let's let's start learning to get out of that. And there's a flip side to, to both of those things, right? Because as Kevin Hart said, as a comedian, let's get back to where you know what I am. You know what it is that I do. So yes. when you come to my show, you know what you're getting. Or when you do see, uh, you know, uncle so-and-so and aunt so-and-so, you know, they're not going to change. So either you're going to make the choice not to go around uncle and aunt so-and-so yeah. or, you know, saying y'all going to have a conversation like, yo, when you bring this up. But I do know on the flip side, certain people know when they're being mean spirited yeah. and they're just trying to test your boundaries to see how far they can go. So those people, yeah, you don't get that pass from me. I'm going to fire. But should they have to apologize? If, if you know somebody's an asshole, why are they apologizing for being an asshole? That's the thing I'm saying. It took me a minute to get that journey. That's other people's journey. I see it all the time. Someone will, you know, there will be an occurrence. And then there's this high and mighty MF or Captain America. Yo, go apologize to them. Why is, why are people so, why is that your focus? Yeah. And what is that going to change? Okay. You made them apologize. Now, you know, they're going to go do it again behind your back. They still feel the same way. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? I don't have to apologize what other people are sorry for. Hey, what if I wasn't sorry? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's have that conversation versus no. This is things people should be sorry for. I know if I did this, I would feel, and that's that's okay. Right. But I feel like this. <laughs> and I'm prepared to do it again. You know what I mean? And that creates to me living your truth. And the yeah. world that no matter which way you slice it, they ain't gonna like that. I want people more people to stand on exactly. their truth. Therefore. You know, you wouldn't have so many of these things hidden in these cults and these organizations. Like, bro, if this is what you are, this is what you do, live that. And then you won't have to worry about people making jokes and all this, that, and the other. Yeah. So, you know, for, for, for the choir directors living behind that veil and, you know, <laughs> people who are, you know, uh, the preachers that are living behind that mask, it would be simpler to live your truth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't agree with, you know, so much people disrespecting it because you know for a long time that has been you know ridiculed by especially by our community you know what i'm saying so like i said i have people in my family that are that way you know what yeah. I'm saying? or you know part of the lgbt community so i don't i don't do anything to bash that but honestly i say if you're hiding it's going to explode it's going to make it it's going to multiply it even more unless you just Go ahead and come out with it. So that's all I'm saying is like, live your truth. Yeah. Uh, it happened to uh, my man, DJ Mr. C, <clears throat> Big Daddy Kane's DJ, yeah. uh, a while back, about 10 years back. And uh, he kept getting busted. He kept getting busted. And I'm like, bruh, you know, at this point, we know this is a part of who you are. This wasn't yeah. a one-time thing. Yeah. This is who you are. Just come out and live your truth. And, and once he lived his truth, we was cool. Like, all yeah. right. 
it is what it is. But people just need to start living a truth. Oh, sure. Go ahead, Walisha. I see you. Been, I'm sorry, cutting you off. See no, you. no, no. You good? I'm, I'm, I'm over here vibing with y'all outside the studio. I was gonna hit these comments up, but yeah, listen, y'all got it's, it's unfortunate with that other thing because um, the churches preach it against it, but yet and still they welcome it. So that's the contradiction in itself. If you're a pastor, if you're um, in the uh, choir or any of that they know what you're dealing with they know what's going on and they will sit there and still preach against it as though I've, I've been at churches where a pastor made a man go in the back and change into a suit because he showed up in the church in the dress and he said right in front of everybody we not having that go get that man a suit we're not mm -hmm. having this, da -da 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 -da. this is before the lbg before they got extra letters maybe it was just lb at the <laughs> LBG. Maybe it was just like three or four letters, and then they started adding on the plus sign. But it was back, you know, early two thousands. But yeah, he may do go in the back, and of course, we all was parading like, "Oh, this is so great!" Not realizing the damage that he did to that man. You know what I'm saying? Like in front of everybody, we ain't putting your um self on the front of the pulpit and airing all your stuff out here. You know what I'm saying? And you're, and then you're so holier than now. You don't have nothing to air. Your stuff is like. Your stuff is all surface level, like, oh, I, I, I was short. I got an attitude with this person. Or, you know, I parked in a handicapped parking spot. Like, it's all, like, surface shit that's not really vexing no one else, even though we all do something that's vexing someone else. We all, at some point, are going to do something that's going to cause someone else, like Tim said, um, take them to a place where they have anger, you know, not intentionally or unintentionally, but that's something that we have to work on in ourselves. And I have a couple of comments, I think three. Um, Adora said, standing on business about my name and respect 100%. You choose to do whatever it is um, was to hurt me, but it's really my fault too because I trusted you to be something different than what you showed me. There it is. Mm. Taking self-accountability, that's great. Um, two more. Adrian says, exactly, that could have been the last straw for them. You never know how close to the edge some people are. And then Adore also says, it's not my issue that they're that way. It's the fact that they hide it and that they would be the same ones preaching and teaching. That was wrong. Yes, it's exactly what I was saying. So um, it's just unfortunate all around because I feel like I went into the baby and I said this in my post as a ch in the church as a baby. You know, like I had known nothing and I was going in there. I'm like, whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do it because I want a better life. You know, I want yeah. better for me and my child. So whatever y'all say to do, if it's give $100 right now, I'm going to get this $100, even though I don't have it. Like whatever, if, I, if it's to get up and run, I'm going to run with everybody whenever I feel it. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And I'm doing it more so to the T because I, I, I believe that there is something greater out there and I have to do everything you tell me to do to get it. Yeah, mm. yeah, and and then going back to um, you know, uh, what That's she right. said about the last straw, what Adrian said about the last straw, that could have been the last straw. Prime example is you know, ever since after I left the military and became less active, I you know my weight does this all the time, all the time. But you know, my family is just so used to me being string being lane. That was my my name, you know what I'm saying? Because I I weighed 175 pounds soaking wet because I was active, military, sports, basketball, mm. X, Y, and Z. So after you have kids and become less active, you have sit down jobs, corporate jobs, X, Y, and Z, you're gonna you're gonna do that. But every time I saw my family, boy, you you gain weight, you're doing this, that, and the other, and boy, you getting fat, this, that, and the other. 
And, you know, you take it for a minute, but then I exploded one day. It was the last straw. I was like, every time you see me, is that all you see? Yeah. You don't see your nephew doing his thing on the radio. You don't see me being one of the dopest DJs in the city. You don't see me politicking with all these, you know what I'm saying, rap moguls and, and doing interviews with this person and that. This is all you see. You can't. You can't follow that up with, hey, I'm proud of you, or you know, right. say, I see you doing your thing. Every time you see me, you want to pick me apart, but you do it in the name of, oh, it's love. I'm just joking. You shouldn't be so sensitive. You shouldn't this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, I can take that, but damn, give me some of this too. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's when I, like you said, I have my last straws because, dang, every time you see me, you feel like you have to humble me because mm -hmm. you really see that I'm doing my thing. But what you really want to say is, Hey, don't forget where you come from. Like I forgot, yeah. but you don't have to remind me that I'm fallible. I know that I'm fallible. I know that I have, you know, during the time, I know I have emotional issues. Yeah. I know I have trauma I have to deal with, which is why food is my con consolation. But at the end of the day, you don't have to remind me of it. I, I, I deal with it myself. You know what I'm saying? But again, going back to her point, mm -hmm. when I explode on you, now I'm the yeah, problem. I'm the oh, right. what, damn. <laughs> it's a way to deflect though if i got stuff that's going on and that's right in my face that i'm not dealing with and i see you oh that energy that i'm supposed to put in the self is being directed to you look at this over there yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and i i love i love what you i love what all y'all are saying like it's it's a hundred percent you know what i mean these are the things that now we're facing on a daily basis and it's it's we're under attack you know what i mean this is why on this show we always provide perspective because it was perspective that that got me here it took me out of humble mm -hmm. into this is your highest self you know what i mean and this is a lot of people are facing this mm -hmm. you know what i mean a lot of people are trying to understand where they're going to next what they're going to do next how what does it mean of where i came from and that's why that perspective is so important because okay. my mentor told me like you want to focus on how many enemies they're sending to attack you but what you should focus on is how strong they think you are because they got to send all of this mm. they're telling they're showing you how powerful you are because they're trying to humble you you can only humble me when i'm up here so you see i'm up here and you feel i should come down here so again, my forgiveness to myself, my journey is stop worrying about why they're doing what they're doing and start focusing on how this is working for you. Because maybe they are building this wall in your way. Maybe they're building a platform for you to step on. Right. It depends on how you are looking at it. You know what I mean? But to me, this is this is the next few bullets. This is this is my beef with you talk to him, Tim. This talk is my beef today, with man. forgiveness. You know what I mean? So coming from self to harm someone and to expect forgiveness is selfish. When I do you wrong, I don't expect that you forgive me. I've accepted that my choice, you may never forgive me. You may never get over this. You may want bloodshed. I have to respect that because, again, I altered you. I, I I forced something to change in you because this wasn't you. You didn't, you didn't see red last week. Now all you see is red. Go over that bullet point one more time. What, to harm what? someone and expect forgiveness is selfish. It goes back to what Walisha said. You can't harm somebody and then judge their reaction. Yeah. You can't tell them how to react. You said it too. Yeah, yeah. Time. So this is this is my beef with this is my beef with forgiveness. 
to me, I feel that's a lot of people's attachment to forgiveness. They're guilty of sin. This is in the Bible why it says, love thy neighbor. You know what I mean? Forgive thy neighbor. I wouldn't need to forgive you if you did nothing wrong. Who are, who do you forgive? You right. forgive somebody that wronged you. Right. So if someone never wrongs me, why would I ever need to forgive you? Right. So why is forgiveness a priority lesson if we all don't even need to learn that lesson? So tell me this, because here's where I had to get control of my reactions and, and things of that nature. If I dis, I, I don't necessarily do anything wrong, but if I did something that bothered someone, I would try to alter it, especially if I wanted to be in the hut with them. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes if it was truly a part of me, I wouldn't. But if it was just something that I could alter, yeah. you know, to make myself palatable, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be I did something wrong, but you know, right, let me make right. myself more palatable. Right. Now, at the same time, if they did the exact same thing and got offended that I brought that up, yeah. I'm like, oh no, 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 exactly. no, no, no. But they would get mad that I would hold this mirror going back to the mirror again. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't make these rules up as we go. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, listen, you said this offended you or this bothered you. I altered it. You know what I'm saying? But then the gaslight is, well, that's you. That's not yeah. me. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, you look can't. how long it took you to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I believe in the law of reciprocity. So if this bothers yeah. you, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it, unless it's just something I can't change. Or exactly. something that affects my livelihood or something like that. But don't go back around if I do it. I mean, if, if you do it and I have a problem with you yeah. now, no, I'm just who I am. No, 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 no. You don't, get, you don't there, get it both ways. That was down there. Every person I met in my 20s was like that. That That's was crazy. why a lot of relationships didn't work. Because they would come into it like, okay, I don't like my boyfriend having female friends. I don't like him going to the club. I don't like him being on the game. And she does all of those things. <laughs> you got male best friends, you live in the club, and you play Sims all day. Like, right. You know, I, I don't have a tone. This is what this is why people are both caught up in the mystique of me, but stay away from me. Because I don't have a, a preference. My yeah. preference is, especially when I'm dealing with somebody else, is whatever tone you set, because then I can hold you accountable. Yeah. If I put you into my reality, I can't expect you to be good at what I do. But if you're telling me I've been doing this for 20 years, all right, let's see. Let's <laughs> you know what I mean? It, Am I an aggressor? Am I being toxic? Or is that fair? Right, right, right. You feel what I'm saying? But again, to the other side, to the person of a perspective that's trying to gain something, you're being unfair mm -hmm. because there was nothing to gain. So if I always stay secure in who I am, if I'm never looking for nothing, if I'm never expecting nothing, if I never feel like anyone did me wrong, right. I don't have to do all this extra work. That's the magic. But two things can be true. I'm not saying you didn't wrong me. Right. I'm saying you did nothing wrong. But I, I am not holding you at fault for what happened. And, and and me, I live my life under the golden rule. Do I have double standards? You damn right. Everybody has double standards at, yes, at some point in time. But at the end of the day, I try my best to live by the golden rule. Do as a under do unto others as you would have them do unto yes. you. So I'm not gonna when I'm leading a team. I'm not going to ask you to do more than I'm willing to do. You know, what I mean? I'm not going to, you know, say, start delegating. I'm going to be on the front line, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And say, let's do this together as a team. So that way, you know, because, you know, people that you're leading always try to undermine you. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> like you yeah. going to tell us what to do, but you can't uphold the same thing. So, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to dish it out, please be able to take and it. And you just, yeah. leadership <laughs> in the world right now, the leadership is, 
do as I say, not as I do. You've yeah. already lost them. Right. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that type of leader, I'm gonna, I'm gonna offend them every single time. I'm gonna offend you every yeah, single time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rebel. Yeah. Because yeah, it won't be no, it won't be no respect for that person. <laughs> you can't set the example. I'm not following shit. <laughs> What'd you say, Wally? I say it is. It will be no respect for that person at all. Like it, it would be no point of them to be in leadership. But I wanted to go back to what Tim was saying in terms of how you don't have to think a certain way in certain situations. And that was a key thing that I took from Ghana, right? Mm -hmm. One of the gentlemen that was there from LA. He's like, I grew up in Compton, so y'all know my mind was already thinking and moving a certain way. And he had a situation where there was a security guard looking him up and down, staring at him while he had to do a transaction. And he said in his mind, he thinking, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm up. Like, I'm about to take this down. I'm about to do all of this other stuff. And the man said, he walked over to him and said, Hey, you want to sit in this chair next to me? Here, this man's whole approach was, You look like you need a seat. You look like you overworked. Like, you should, I'm standing next to the chair, but I'm not using it. I'm securing this place. You can come and sit in this chair. Once he didn't get the eye message, the eye conversation and he interpreted wrong, the security guard personally went up to this man and told him he can have a seat. And he said, I felt so horrible because here I had already killed this man with my bare hands. I had already taken him down. I had already brought all this energy into this space. And his thought process was, man, you just look like you need to take a load off. You're more than welcome to have this chair next to me. Yeah. yeah. And he's got to forgive himself. I literally talk about this in my first book. Like, it, it, it rubs people the wrong way when they meet me and I don't know them, but I have to prepare for the worst. I have to prepare for you to come in here and do anything. You could be an active shooter. You could have a bomb strap your chest. Like, I don't know you. Right, right. So in my head, yeah, I've already planned to do some things I might not have to do. And then I have to forgive myself for that if we become friends for that survival, because that's survival. And this is what women don't understand about how the world is for men, why we had to learn to communicate on another, another way. Mm -hmm. When I'm with other men and I can get the vibe that they're being intimidated, like I'll put my hands behind my back or I'll put my hands in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And that's simple communication between men. Like, I'm not a threat to you, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm chilling. You know what I mean? And we had to learn how to talk like that. Because when you're the biggest person in the room, they assume you about to feed five phone and just be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just be bubbling around. <laughs> and we be the most gentle ones in the room. Especially when it's a dude under five five. It be the dude under five it's the five. The people y'all gotta that, look out for. They that wanna, that wanna try to wait. Make... Not feed five four fum. Not feed five four fum. No, that is taking me because now every time I see you walk into the room, I'ma think feed five four fum. Like we're gonna destroy the village. Like, no, nah, I'm just bringing the produce. I didn't, I, I'm trying to help. But this is this is again, this is knowing self. This is a path of forgiveness of self. This is this is literally the next bullet point, too. So forgiveness of self is vital because we cause a lot more mischief to ourselves than we're aware of. We we hurt ourselves in a lot more ways that we rectify and we reconcile and we give grace for mm -hmm. that's that's what we're not giving grace we're calling ourselves stupid we're saying i can't get this right i can't you're not giving yourself grace you're not giving yourself credit for what you do get right absolutely you know what i mean so this these are these are affirmations this is what affirmation means An affirmation is a conversation with yourself mm -hmm. but you talking to yourself on a serious level oh you know what i mean and and this is why your antagonists with they know without knowing that your 
thought becomes a feeling. A feeling becomes an exactly. emotion. Emotion becomes a vibration. Then you become a magnet. So even without that, if I humble you, going back to that, yeah. if I humble you, you're right. gonna put. You're gonna have this in your mind. You're gonna focus on this versus focusing on what you want. So even with that self affirmation, I have to unlearn. I have to, you know, yeah. what I'm saying get this out of my subconscious so I can. Exactly. I feel where you're going. I feel where you're going. And that's, and that's the programming because you still got. Kendrick in your ears saying, "Be humble over Tetsubi." <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think humble. Now that you say the definition, and now we're saying, "Hey, I can use words and my my attitude to humble you." I think that's like a self growth thing in your own personal growth. Like when you're going through forgiveness, you're going through shadow work, and you're able to hum humble yourself to see what you've experienced and what you've been through and how you've treated other people. I think that's that's a time to be humble when you're going like working on self. But when it comes to shining or feeling like, man, you're the best that you've ever been or accomplishing goals or standing up to your bullies, like you don't need to be humble. You need to what? be straight direct. <laughs> I want to start taking humility and humble out of my vocabulary because like Denzel Washington said, be, be even, be even killed, not yeah. too high, not too low. Yeah. Because at, at that point, you don't want to be too high either. You don't want to be puffed up. You don't want to be conceited. Exactly. You don't want to be arrogant, but you don't want to be that low humbleness either. Denzel said, just be right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be balanced because then yeah. you get when you have a level amount of water, you just feel whatever's off kilter. That's why I say, I agree with Alicia. And that's why I denounce the whole be humble thing. You know yeah. what I mean? There are situations where you'll need to humble yourself, but that's in that situation. Your, your natural state isn't humble. You humble yourself when you get to, you get too much ego. They gave me a raise. I got the car now. You feel me? I'm yeah. better than y'all. And you in the rearview mirror like, yo, calm down. Calm down. And <laughs> you, they, you didn't even shower this morning. Listen, <laughs> listen y'all. I'm going to say this. 100000 ain't that much money for real. When you get that six-figure job, trust me, your lifestyle and everything is going to raise as well. So the yeah. bills, them bills is going to increase. Your lifestyle is going to increase. You're going to take more vacation. So when y'all get them six figure jobs, stop acting like here it goes. This is, this is when you know you got a great quality show because you got great people watching the show. What Sunshine just said is summing up exactly how I feel. You know what I mean? She said it's a shame that someone else feels they can humble you, but who choose who chose them to delegate if I'm humble or not? Ooh. That wraps it up. You don't qualify to humble me. Give her a round of applause. <laughs> I never gave you permission or authority to humble me, and I know I didn't because I don't give anyone that permission or authority. This is why I live for self, because then I don't have to question with my close and my loved ones, damn, is you stabbing me in the back? Is you playing me? I will know if you are because I don't let nobody play with me like that. Yeah. So if I even get that inkling, that's what's happening. And what they're going to see about me is it, I ain't going to leave with hate. It's going to confuse them. Because they're going to be like, man, he's going to be upset. He's going to react. I'm still going to leave with grace and love. Yeah. And I can do that by, while walking backwards away from you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be in your face. You know what I mean? And this is where humbling yourself now becomes a skill. But none of these things should be goals or a focal point. Or for 2024, I'm going to humble myself. Right. No, 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 no. 2024, like Wayne just simply put, I'm going to change my rhetoric. That will have such a bigger impact on your life than humbling yourself. Man. That will have such a bigger, you in that moment saying, look, these five words I use, I don't really know what they mean. I'm going to stop using them. 
you have that power. You're that powerful, people. I promise. Exactly. You have that power. Because why are you looking at my shoes? Why are you looking at my car? Why are you looking? You don't know my story. Yeah. You have no idea what it took to get here. Yeah. What it took to get Wally where she is. What it took you to. I don't know what it took for you to get here to this day behind this mic. Yeah. So if I was to nitpick about something about you. That could set you off. And this is why people need to watch what they say to people. And see, yeah. for me, I'm less likely to get set off because I'm like, I want to know all sides. I want to see how people, what side of the 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 angle that they're looking at me as because it's always room for improvement for me. So even if it's the wrong thing or not the right thing, I can still take it and move forward with it in the way that I need to. Like, it, nothing really offends me anymore. And even the stuff that I feel like I'm offended by, again, it's still gross. Like, I'm I'm dealing with it. Like, why are you even offended? Who is this person? They don't even, like, who, like you said, qualified. They're not qualified to even be in your space, let alone to be telling you anything about yourself. But the mm -hmm. more work that I do within myself, the less that people are bringing things to me that do irk me. So I think the things that was irking me before was things in my spirit was already like we told you a while ago to change this up. Like you the one ain't listening. Yep. Real real quick before we, we go further, it, we're at the top of the hour or we just five minutes past the top of the hour. Just want to let you know that uh, we are still collecting data uh, because uh, all these people that are commenting and interacting, you could be a winner for $25 gift card to CJ's. Uh, now I won't be there tonight, but uh, you can utilize it uh, anytime during next week. But Going forward, you must utilize it on Friday night at the Carousel Experience. So keep on commenting, keep on sharing, keep on interacting. And we're only at nine likes right now, so please go ahead and hit that like button. Hit the uh, heart button or whatever. Let us know that you want to check in right now. But yeah. everybody's comment right now, you could win $25 uh, CJ gift card. So keep commenting and interacting. Go ahead. And the food is amazing. The, <laughs> the food is, the, yeah. The food and the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's, that's a beautiful time, too, to get into our appreciation you know what i mean like this wouldn't be possible without the listeners this wouldn't be possible you know without them actually having an experience sometimes i just give people grace and love because i know this lesson i learned you had to bump your head for me to get it yeah and that's why i became a healer because it's not fair for me to just keep taking in all this knowledge and be get up on stage and say, did it by myself. <laughs> Look at y'all broke people. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it, 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 that's not what life is about. Life is identifying that I needed those people to get where I am. And this is, this is why I use affirmations. This is why I talk with myself because it teaches me how to talk to others. It teaches me how to ha be empathetic with others, even in times when they make me upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I always get to the end and realize you allowed yourself to get upset. They didn't make you do anything. Right. They presented you with an opportunity and you weren't disciplined enough. Right. So this led me into getting into my manifestations. This was my mentor. I always bring bro up on the show, but this was Bruce Lee. He was the one that really honed into me, like, pay attention how you talk to yourself because your subconscious doesn't understand a joke. So you ha ha and keep keying about your weight, but they it doesn't take that as a joke. It's listening to all of that and taking Ooh. that as serious. You I got something to say after this. Stop. It's hearing all that. Whoa. It's listening to all that. I can't get it right. It's listening to all that. So with affirmations now, I reverse engineer. This is why I always say two things can be true. What's happening is, is, is happening, but I could also do something else. So you feel yeah. me? So I choose to manifest through affirmations. I talk to myself in the mirror. And these are some of them I'm going to give to people. These is based on forgiveness. 
Everybody, everybody gives him a round of applause for that. I mean, he dropped it. Everybody gives him a round of applause in the comments for that. That's, yeah. that's great. Keep, keep, keep dropping yeah, it, my brother. It's about discipline. It's not about what other people can do. It's why are you, why are they able to do that? Yeah. You ask yourself those kind of questions. You know what I mean? So I tell myself, I, I forgive myself for feeling weak. I forgive myself for not putting me first. I forgive myself for drinking that poison over the years. I forgive myself for allowing the abuse, self-inflicted and external. You know what I mean? I forgive myself for having to scare myself straight to my best self. That's something I should want to choose. Wow. I forgive myself for scaring myself into action, telling myself what I could lose. So I got to perform. I got to do this. You got to hit the shot. You got to you got to come through. You know what I mean? That's that's toxic. Those aren't healthy things, but we've used them for so much to get where we are. We're trying not to condemn them. We don't want to make them seem that bad. But yeah. living your truth is realizing I had to get my hands dirty to do that. Yeah. And now dedicating your life that real forgiveness that real apology is dedicating your life to keeping your hands clean it's not looking for forgiveness it's not asking for forgiveness it's not finding god god should always be with you <laughs> you're god you did so it's not that's re a reaction and forgiveness has become reactive to people we should always find ourselves being in the proactive or we're behind you know what i mean so i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna wrap that part of saying i use that as a reminder to stay productive and stay purposeful i cannot deny it's a survival tactic and it's something I'm even healing from consistently, having to scare myself into action, having to even look in the mirror like, yo, you bad, you can do this. That We got to say that to ourselves enough. We already know that. We don't got to, you don't explain what's understood. You feel me? Can self-work, and this is going into the new year. Yeah. Can self-work and shadow work coexist inside of a working relationship now to define a working relationship it can be with your parents your children your spouse yeah. or whatever because we're all imperfect people so we have personality clashes we have things and we're in a world right now we have a personality clash i just got to cut you off but not right. realizing that there's work involved in all relationships yeah. but can two coexist because a lot of people feel like it can't exist together the self-work yeah. the shadow work exists in a not so perfect relationship it's it's difficult it's one of the hardest things about a relationship is the people y'all are evolving into being with each other too that's right. scary. that's hard it can work it can only work under emotional intelligence and a lot of people have again this is we we separated smart from intelligent smart is having the information intelligent is you can apply this information to your life so a lot of people have an emotional smartness they understand they understand the concepts Mm -hmm. but they haven't applied it to their life okay so no if me and walisha are working through a situation as sisters and brother and i don't apply what i learned from her to me and delane's situation it's all going to fall apart it's not going to work because then even delane is going to be looking at walisha differently like why can't y'all get it together is it something she doing so it, it it everything crumbles but when i apply those same lessons to both of y'all simultaneously it's going to be exhausting. It's going to be draining. There's going to be things that I have to say that you may not have been prepared for me to say. But my only stance, my faith is I can tell you this and you see the love in what I'm saying. You don't think I'm trying to tear you down. You can see that I want you to be better. Right. You're holding yourself accountable. Yeah. That's tricky expecting excellence somebody on a day I feel sick. And I feel low, but that's where your consistency, that's where winning's a habit got to speak for you. So going you back to what, what we said earlier, what qualifies a person to give you that counsel? That they're here with me in the trenches. You can Ooh, tell me what, about what? my kids when you change their diapers, 
when you get them up in the morning when they don't want to get Absolutely. That to that point you can qualify when when it's your second nature to be a part of what I'm doing. But if your only role in what I'm doing is to doubt what I'm doing, that is your role. You don't get to question things. You don't get the spoils. You don't get to benefit from what I'm doing. Your role was hater. <laughs> and hater got stayed. They don't they hating from outside the club. <laughs> you can't get in. Can you repeat that? Because I, I hit the cough button. Yeah. So I didn't want y'all to hear me, but I forgot we're all in one mic in the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, I was saying um, it, you got to figure out your role in people's life. A lot of people want the role of the credit at the end of the film, but they didn't help you with the movie. They didn't help you with the actors. They didn't pick costumes. They didn't pick music. They was late to the premiere. Yeah. That's your role. This, this is where I say we got to forgive ourselves for allowing people to slip through them cracks. We all have a solid defense and say nobody can get by it. And now it's this person standing next to us. And we're just like, uh, I made it a priority this year to talk about being in the hut with people. Yeah. Those who are in the hut with me, we, we have to be, have some sort of one accord. We have to be in the, in the trenches together. Yeah. And that again, that's what, Oh, at least open my ears because, you know, I can't be in a toxic environment for too long or I have to, you know what I'm saying? I have to depart. I can't, you know, we can't, like, like the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree on exactly. something? Exactly. Right. And that, and that tells on people every day for me, when you come around and you're trying to check my temperature and you asking questions and trying to figure out what's going on, that's because you ain't been around. There's, there's no other way to cut it because if you were around, you would have the answers to everything you're asking me. So the fact you're asking me, you're showing your hand that you ain't been around. And what I've learned from my childhood is someone can still be in the same room as you and not be present. Mm -hmm. And they ain't there. Yeah. You see their body, you hear them chewing, but they not there. They saying in the comments, you preaching today. You bro. feel me? Yeah, and, you, and, you, you, you on point today. And this, this is what I forgive myself for. I forgive myself for making an excuse for those people. <laughs> I forgive myself for telling my kids, I don't want you to be like that, but these are the people I have around them. I forgive myself that it took me so long to, to learn better for myself and want better for myself. That's exactly. Goodness, I get. I wake up in the morning and forgive myself. I forgive myself for worrying last night. I forgive myself for staying up late, not knowing how I was going to bridge this together, and now I've got the completed project in front of me. I forgive myself for underestimating me. Like, who do I think I am? I, I, I you feel me? But going back to the manipulation, <laughs> even though it's a fictional scenario, I see it played out over and over again. So again, going back yeah. to raising Canaan. She continues to manipulate him and think that that's going to draw him closer yes. to her. It's like, if you're in the hut with somebody, stop lying to him. Because yes. when you mm -hmm. the trust, I can't take anything that you say seriously. If you're keeping things from me, if you're manipulating me just so that I don't, I don't see your dirt or you want to keep the picture frame yeah. this yeah. way. You don't want to see me on oh, oh, my dark side. Or you want me to reveal my dark side to me. But you don't realize I can still see you. Yeah. Whatever you I, and that I can still you because because why? Going back to what you said, we're in the hut. So it makes it hard to forgive you because you feel like I'm not worthy of your truth. Yeah. How are we in the hut together? But you don't feel like I'm worthy for you to open up to me. So this is what frustrates me about this yeah. character. Is like, you want your son to love you. 
but you keep manipulating him. Yeah. And, and that plays into the words too. When Tim was talking about the words that we like how the universe can't tell a joke from, you yeah. know, these yeah. words all have meanings. I've been saying that for a long time. Like we have been manifesting and setting the course of our life since we've been able to talk. And not only from the people that's, you know, in tune with us, but just from ourselves of just saying silly things um, that just don't serve us anymore. We're using these words. They're shaping our life. And when we find ourselves in a situation. It's like, oh, how did I get here? Or, I can't believe, oh, what was me? No, you've been speaking this into existence and now it's showing up. Um, and I and I going back to what Lane said about can they can the two coexist? I think it actually has to. I'm going through that now with my mother where I've been on this journey and I felt like I was going crazy explaining to her these things that I've been doing and living and thinking this way no longer serves me. It's none of it's truth, it's not real. This is the real deal. What I'm living and experiencing now is the exact real. What y'all was telling me and feeding me before was only because y'all was fearful that I would have a certain lifestyle. And so you continue to try to urge me with your words, move me in a certain way based on your fears and your past experience. But that shit ain't true. And it was only true for you because you allowed it. You sat in it and you believe these people. You believe certain things. None of that was true. I mean, you passed it down to us, and now I got the same fears, and here I am putting it in my children. No, it, it got to stop somewhere. And when I stopped and allowed my mother to, I shared with her where I was and my shadow work and where I was in my journey and how I was not going to allow myself to think a certain way about life any longer. Slowly but surely, she's come up. I love that you trust your spirit. I love that you listen to your spirit and that you, you know, that you move a certain way. So now it's the respect and how I moved before. It was like, do you still believe in God? I mean, I know you don't go to church, but you still believe in God. Like, yeah, I believe in a higher, higher power, higher creator. But that's what, but that's what, you know, uh, we've been hearing a lot these days. Once you stand on business and you continue. <laughs> And on business, that respect gonna come because you, you you're unwavering at this point. Like I'm standing on this. This is what I believe. This is what I don't like. And that is respect eventually does come around, or they just can't be in your sector. So I'm mm -hmm. taking 24, like you said, Wally. Is this just an uncomfortable patch, or does this situation no longer serve me? Mm -hmm. So if this is just an uncomfortable patch, I can coexist. We can still coexist, and I can still do myself work as long as what you being in my life doesn't hinder my self-work and my improvement, we can get through this rough patch. But the minute I see that your existence in my life is hindering my self-work or basically your existence no longer serves me, I got to let it go. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. And this is a shortcut for people. The things that you that are supposed to resonate with you, the things that are meant for you, want you to question them. So if something is telling you it doesn't want to be you been eating today? <laughs> what you been eating today? Stay away. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the same thing I, I do with a with a big decision in my life. When it's yes, I move forward with yes. If I don't know, then it's no right now. And it could become a yes, potentially. But right now, it has to be no. Because then that gives me time to think on it, move on, go take a nap, go do something else. So these we got to learn to be quick in these situations because life is fast. And it's a lot of tricksters out there that talk fast. They car salesmen. They're going to sell you the car without the engine in. They talk real fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever shot dice with somebody, they yeah. just talk it. I'm like, oh, let's slow down. Let's yeah. write down what we say. Let's let's think about it. Because, again, what's for you is not going to rush you into a decision. 
what's for you is not going to manipulate you into making a decision yeah. and it's not going to give you an ultimatum it's going to give you a choice mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you feel me and that choice is how is what we have to live with this is this is my this is the last bulletin for forgiveness this is the wrap-up you know what i mean and i tell people because this was a part of the part of the question that they asked me too so how do you feel when it comes to forgiveness as, as far as being vocalized so I said, to me, I can forgive you without saying anything. You know what I mean? To me, the best forgiveness anyway, the best apology is change behavior. So we don't have to say anything when it comes to forgiveness. And I said, I think forgiveness of self is top priority. That's what I want people to take away from forgiveness. Forgiveness of self is top priority. And I'm going to give an example. I may need to forgive my brother or sister for what mistakes they have made to move forward with helping our grandma. I may have to actually verbally say, I forgive you so we can move forward. Because some people can get caught up in that. Like, man, are they over it? Is they going to pay me back? You know what I mean? And I'm going to pay you back later when you sleep type of person. So they, all, <laughs> they walk on eggshells around me. <laughs> so I'm like, that is sacred forgiveness. You know what I mean? So on a spiritual level, everyone on earth is my brother and sister through spirit. You know what I mean? But also I have earth realm siblings. It's a handful of people. But they, that's my sacred siblings. These are people I would I would do some unforgivable things for if it came to it. Right. You know what I mean? They get that sacred forgiveness. I would both apologize to them and I would let them know on a spiritual level, I forgive them. I've let it go. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to beat it across the head with it. I'm not going to make jokes at your expense. I'm gonna, you want to know on a spiritual level, I forgive you. You made a mistake. Don't do it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but my immediate family is, is sacred to me. This is a lot of issues I have with the world when they when they're trying to dictate how much love they receive from me. It depends on how you treat me, family. <laughs> it depends you. on how often I see you. It depends on what goods you put in the world or are you taking out of the world. All of those things are predicated on how I'm going to move with you. Because I represent Mother Earth. I speak for her. I'm loyal to life. Yeah. So if you speak in death, if you speak in poison, you speak in sickness. I can't resonate with you, but I'm still going to show you on a spiritual level. I can still love you. And that love is respect. I'm not stepping on you. I'm not harming you. I'm not taking food out of your kid's mouth. I'm not trying to get you fired at your job. I'm going to just walk away. I'm not trying to destroy your mental well-being. Yeah. That's yeah. Take you out of your spiritual, uh, your mental well-being. But for my kids, if, if I feel sad and they feel sad, I will be goofy to make them feel better. I will cheer myself up to make them feel better. That is sacred love. I won't do that for everybody. I don't have the capacity to do that for everybody. I'm gonna tell you right. what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat whatever Tim has been eating today because this dude has <laughs> been on fire. I got mine too, but listen, this dude has been on fire since the word go, man. But just so, what is? Please tell them what the other side of this looks like. What does unforgiveness look like, and what is the detriment of unforgiveness? Ooh, unforgiveness is my favorite thing in the world. It's indifference. Because again, this is your journey. You could have done something wrong, but I don't have to look at you as you're wrong. I can look at the situation as being wrong. So then I learn from it. But it's indifference. It's when that person comes back and I'm oh, you probably feel pretty shitty about what I did. Like, no, I don't feel anything. I understand why you did that. Oh, it's because you don't even gotta explain it. I get it. People are hurting. Hurt people hurt people. I get it. You know what I mean? I and I always leave them with something. I tell them. Your story now in this situation isn't with me. Make sure if you really want to forget, you want forgive for this. If you want to heal, don't do this to nobody else. Yeah. I didn't like what you did, but you're not angry. I don't get it. You're not yelling because I'm not upset, yeah. but I still don't like what you did. Yeah. 
that's my truth. And I'm able to live in my truth. I don't let anyone take that from me. You still, if you hurt my feelings, you hurt my feelings. But you don't have to feel that. I don't have to follow you around. Hey, this is the moment that hurt my feelings. I don't do that. Right. I can move on with my life. But you ain't never gonna you ain't gonna lay your head down at night like no, nah, I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't hurt them. I cause I told you, like you hurt my feelings. And I thank you for that. <laughs> I, I, I thank you for that because forgiveness is not to say it's okay. Forgiveness for me is I don't have to live in the pain anymore. Yeah, I don't gotta retaliate. Right. I don't, I, I don't have it on the brain. I don't have to live in the pain because basically that unforgiveness that I would hold on to is the anger, the resentment, the pain, the depression, and all yeah. that stuff like that. But I didn't realize forgiveness was I can let go. I can let go. And I gotta yes. be why I'm hurt. Why would a person be hurt in that situation? Yeah. You're hurt because you cared too much. Right. You and let me tell you that they wasn't. You had expectations for them. You didn't tell them that, so they they don't know why Ooh, you're mad. <laughs> they don't know what they did wrong. You cared too much, dog. Ooh. And in relationships, that happens a lot. Like I dealt with right. where. You know, almost I used to be forced to accept an apology. Yeah. Like you ain't accept my apology. I apologize. And I'm like, Thank you. I yeah. I don't care. It's happened like 10 times already. Like, I don't care. Like I'm I'm working on within myself. And this is before I even started doing shadow work. It was, it was like, why are you so pressed for me to speak the words? I forgive you. Because sometimes I didn't feel like I forgave the person, even though I know that's the act that you're supposed to put on. That's the mindset you're supposed to walk in. But I, it's it's so the wound is so new that I'm not hurt. I'm not I'm not angry with you, but I'm bothered by it, and it's a process sometimes to walk through that. Yeah, we're analyzing. Let me right. like if you do me wrong, give me some time. Get out. I don't want you to butter me up. I don't want chocolates. Back up. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Back up for a second. <laughs> my, 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 my significant other is on the check-in right now. And I promise I got so mad at her one day that uh I was I was telling her about all these people and this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. And I was like, why are you so cold? She said, I ain't cold. You just care too much, Delay. Yeah, yeah. You care too much about what these people think, saying she said, I just choose not to care. I yeah. keep going on. And that's I was like. I'm mad, but it's true. <laughs> I'm it mad is. that you said and, that, and, but and, it's, and what, what you said is true. My mom said that to me when I was a kid. Like you, can, you care so deeply about everything. So this is when I started to learn two things can be true. true. I do care too much, but also y'all don't care enough. Mm. So what? <laughs> so what did you learn? <laughs> my mother said. My mother said to me, "You're probably the only person that realizes that there are no black midwives operating in Columbus, Ohio, and I don't want you to lose that, but also understand that you got to get everybody up to speed. Like people don't have the sense of urgency to move a certain way that I do because I realize the tragedy of." not having no black midwives available. You know what I'm saying? I know I completely flipped the script. But um, when she said that to me, it was it was disheartening. It was like, damn, why? Why am I the only one that care? Like, why don't nobody else care about this situation just like I do? And then understanding how to allow it to apply in my life where I wasn't overly concerned about something that I couldn't physically change right now. Like, I didn't want it to consume me that I'm supposed to be part of the solution. I'm supposed to be part of fixing this problem, but I'm torn on how to fix it because I don't have enough people in my corner that care enough to make a difference. Wally, you have hit it on the nail. I have become freer 
recognizing things I can't control and releasing them at that moment. I I, I, I don't know why it took me this long to, to master. I haven't even mastered it, but to practice that and to really, when I'm, when I'm anxious or I'm upset about something, I look at the control factors and like, mm. can I control it? And if I can't control it, I become a much better person by letting it go and releasing it. Yeah. And that's when you realize that's the power. You have the power. And what Wally was saying is, is another aspect of that forgiveness. We got to forgive ourselves for not seeing that power. This is what I tell to all my healers and training and my people that are getting into psychology. For every one of you, you're going to be trying to help 15 people at a time. There's not going to be 15 of you helping 15 people. For every one of you, you're going to have to help a crowd of people. So the first lesson they're going to get from you is how you walk, how you talk, your presence in the room, how loud you are, how messy you are, how together you are. They're going to see you through adversity. So to be our highest self, we have to be tested. It keeps us on point. It keeps us in line. But if we're, if we're only doing that through other people, we're only getting that so often. That's why I always test myself. That's why I always question myself. That's why I hold myself to standards. This is duality. I, can, I say these things all the time when I say they're not good. I'm saying for other people. For you, they're everything. Right, right, right. The, the problem is we're giving all our gifts away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, And then saying Santa Claus ain't real. Oh, no, you Santa, fam. <laughs> <laughs> you Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you go back home with nothing at the end of the day and gave everything away. Like, <laughs> so, But this is how the, those legends live on. We pick up that moniker. So this is the beauty of choice. This is the magic. You can choose to be whatever you want. Yeah. You can be a couch potato. You can be Elon Musk. You can be Martin Luther King. You can be an astronaut. You can be an ant. You can do whatever you yeah, want to do. do, but ask yourself, why am I doing this? Does this benefit the world? And then forgive yourself because when you're learning how to do it, you're going to make a mess. If you've ever cooked or baked for the first time, there's going to be eggshells and flour and this over there and that over there. And so a person that doesn't know this is your first time, they're going to walk in like, yo, what are you doing? But when they get the context that I'm new, they're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that was me too. I was just yeah, like that. Yeah. That's why I give people that context. I don't like people showing down all of the edited version and the lights and the glam. I like them seeing like, it looks like we're in a basement. Yeah. Because we prepared to give you all this real in a basement. I don't want you to think we got to be in the studio to get you all the real. We get all the real on the corner, on the, at the bus stop, at the barbershop. And this is what our community's missing. So that's another thing. When I wake up, I forgive myself. I forgive myself for all the times I tore my people down. I instigated black on black violence. I talk shit about this black woman. I, I wasn't there to help. I wasn't there to talk. Like, I forgive myself for that because that weighs on people. Yeah. Right. He's on us. You know, like I said, we, we do a lot more mischief than we give ourselves credit for. But that's duality. That's two things can be true. We also have a lot of greatness we're not giving ourselves credit for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that balance is the abundance. It's not being happy. It's not being rich. It's not having all the friends. It's not being the one in VIP with the bottles. <laughs> it depends on what you want to do. For the bartender, it's making sure everybody gets home safe. For the club owners, making sure I can pay everybody. For the bouncer, it's making sure ain't nothing going down inside the club. It depends on what you're doing, your role. So before we assign roles, KYP, we got to know our personnel. We got to right. know who. No. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? You know, it's funny. It's like I, I acknowledge this person as the gardener that brought me here, right? Yeah. So one day he says, uh, he, he blows my wig back because, you know, I grew up in the church all my life and I'm an adult person when he drops this on me. 
He said, man, we talk about forgiveness all the time. He said, you know, I'm not a forgiving person. He said, but he said, we we hold this forgiveness thing up so high in the church and stuff like that. And it's what you believe. He said, but if forgiveness just weighs so heavy, why can't God forgive the devil? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's one of the biggest I bombs because he hates that man. Or when I was younger, I was thinking, why couldn't he just start over? Like, if you felt like, oh, there was someone that was rotten in the bunch that escaped and ruined your whole plan, you're you're the almighty. Couldn't you stop and <laughs> boom my wig? Yeah. Because you know, I mean, if you know the story, the devil got kicked out of heaven because of ego, right? Yeah. So I mean, he challenging broke, God. Yeah, broke it down to his, his simplest terms. He was like. You know, if, if it's if it weighs so heavy, why can't God forget the devil? And I was like, man, yeah, I was stuck. <laughs> but that is, but that's the opinion of do as I say and not as I do. You're ruling with an iron fist. You know what I mean? And to me, again, that doesn't make a good leader. Someone who's trying to be those, those people are designated. They already live their life through these means. Yeah. So in a perfect world, that's who we should be bigging up. Okay. But again, this is why I can't even use phrases like that. This is why I don't say things like, well, people should lie less. Stop stop talking to liars. <laughs> why are they allowed in the village? That That's what it really is. You know what I mean? Oh, I hate complainers. Get away from them. But before you get away from them, recognize the times you complain. Yeah. Fix that within, because that's really what you're Same. saying. You're not saying I hate when the world do it. You're saying I hate when I do it. But you don't have the type of relationship with yourself where you can talk to yourself like that. Right. When I the poor, yo, I talk to myself crazy. Yeah. But crazy. That's, a, that's therapy. Bro, that's bro, therapy. Together. It's black men in the gutter right now. It's black men that went to the army, came back without their legs right now. It's yeah. black men with half a brain. You got all of these gifts and you just gonna waste them? You just gonna be lazy? You gonna allow them to be right about you? You fought this hard to go against the grain. Now you just gonna go with the grease, you gonna go upstream? Nah, yeah. You gotta be I'm, that I'm, radical with yourself because I've seen people do it with others. Like that over somebody. And that's the thing. That's right, right. I bet you don't talk to yourself like that. That's what I'm saying. We're willing to go toe to toe with another person. That's that projection. Like your spirit is telling you, no, this is up next for you. Like I, I was on the phone with the client early this morning because of a misconception she has, and it may be true, but it stemmed from her childhood. So she talking like, maybe I should start shadow work, this and the other. How do I do that? Where I'm talking her through this. And I'm like, the, the, the situation that you have with your children is stemming from your past. It's from your childhood that is creeping up now. Not saying that you're moving wrong or any of that. It's just a sign knocking on your door to say, hey, before you can fix these children, you got to fix you because they watching you. So if you get you together, it'll be less work that you got to do with correcting the children and um, leading and guiding them when you get yourself together. Because they just feeding off of your energy. They feeding off of you. They're sponges for real. So everything they see you to do, even if it's done in the dark, they're going to start mimicking. Because she was like, why my daughter do this? I said, well, because you do this, you know, like, uh, man, it you. it's so crazy because when, when, you know, kids get in trouble for cussing and stuff like that. And then you hear some of the stuff that come out these parents' mouths. You'd be like, you yeah. know, I don't, oh. I don't want them to. I'm like, they hear it. They mimicking the you, dude. And and then are they wrong? Did they say it in the right sentence? Like, did they use it in the right way? Because some of these kids, they like, like if they if they was all the way off, then yeah, listen. But if they use it in the right way, they mimicking you. 
Because because on the real, you just don't want nobody to think you're a bad parent. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, they done heard that from somewhere. They done got it from somewhere. So it's just like. And seen it work for you. And seen it work for and you. And you cut somebody out and get blocked. They're like, oh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is getting into our highest self is realizing we're always going to have things we got to forgive ourselves for. That's why forgiveness is so important. But again, the priority of it is forgiving yourself. You know what I mean? Man. If you walked out the house mismatching and you don't see a problem with it, stop apologizing to people for that. Yeah. Like, you need to forgive yourself so much what they think. You know what I mean? Like, so sometimes we're in the same classroom, but kids is learning different lessons. And it may be something on the board, but I got to learn the lesson you put on the board yesterday. I got to catch up. So I can only go at my pace. The world can't tell me you should be this at 35. You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know my life. <laughs> I should be wherever I'm at at all times. Wherever I'm at, that's where the universe designated me. I could be in South Korea right now. I could be in New York right now rapping. I could be in Cali painting. I'm in Ohio doing podcasts, doing radio. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Nowhere else is even desirable to me because it starts to become what we were talking about earlier. This is the congregation. It starts to be talking what God was talking about. If you're in wrong company, you're you're going to get corrupted. It's wrong company, bad company corrupts. Yeah. So why am I even near that? If that's not what I'm on, what I'm resonating, why am I near that? That is why I still have hella family members in the church I respect. I respected my grandma probably more than anybody I've ever met. Yeah. And she was the most religious person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. She was a deaconess of a church. You know what I mean? Because that's what people have to understand. I am not diselecting you. I am selecting me. Yeah. And that's gonna feel personal. I get it. And that, but I'm not I'm not I'm choosing me. That's what I'm doing. That 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 self-work and going back to being super apologetic, you have to allow yourself allowance to be human. When I was going through my anger management classes, you know, I was that person that was trying to be super apologetic and walk on eggshells, but what I didn't realize is I was suppressing a lot. Yeah. And I wasn't uh, you know, it was like when I went back to my therapist, I was like, why do I still keep blowing up? I try to, he, listen, because you're not giving yourself allowance. You have to allow yourself to be angry yeah. when you're angry. Yeah. But what was happening is like, you were being angry. You wasn't understanding the root. You wasn't getting to, you know what I'm saying? What, what your triggers truly are. So once I, you know, found out, I said, okay, I'm in this moment, I'm angry. But now, since I understand the root, now I can talk myself off the ledge. Now yeah. I can, yeah. you know, do the work in the moment. Because sometimes in the moment, you just, Boom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now, you know, having that conversation, I don't have to suppress anymore. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm mad as hell. You know exactly. what I'm but there's, now... there's no one you're trying to avoid upsetting. Because a lot of us was programmed like that. Yeah. Little black boys. The conflict. Little black boys don't say that. Yes. Little black boys don't cry. You know what I mean? So I always tell people in therapy in real life, you are entitled to a meltdown. Please melt down. <laughs> Everywhere around you. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. You are entitled like a volcano to explode because all that pressure has to go somewhere. Yes. And when you hold stuff in and, and internally, it's doing stuff. It's shaping it's shaping our body. Like that goes, that it's a chemical bomb inside of you, a reaction to your feelings and the things that you're trying to suppress. It's all in here shaping your um, adrenaline gland, your thyroid gland. That stress, if you don't release it in some way, will change the outcome. And you may, the chemical reaction could be that you blow up on someone. It could feel that you feel super down and apologetic. And for me, 
it's such a turnoff now that I understand the words of people apologizing or saying, I'm sorry for everything. It's like, dude, get in tune with yourself because you I'm the last person you owe an apology to. Like literally, yeah. even if you done me horribly wrong, it is self. Like Tim said, you should be more so in tune with yourself that I won't never want to make nobody feel this way again. Nor do I want to personally feel like this this horrible thing that I've done to someone, I don't want to feel that because it's internally it's messing up your inside. So y'all gotta find a way to let it go. Literally. Yeah. And this is a great this is a great point for for people to understand. And I don't I don't typically prefer to give people advice, but I'm gonna give y'all some advice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. There are certain things we just have to stay away from at all costs. And for me, two of those things are passive aggressiveness and backhanded comments and apologies reject that stuff too many times we do self-damage trying to make sense of some slick stuff somebody said yeah separate yourself from that that's not your burden that's not your baggage however they feel is not my not my concern that's their journey you know what i mean yeah. so when things like that come up again we we think sometimes we do need to humble ourselves because we think we're too powerful Oh, I can be around toxic friends. I can be around thieves. I ain't gonna steal nothing. I hang around smokers. I don't smoke. Like, no, that is yourself. That is producing more delusional people. <laughs> and, and when, I, when I see people on that horse, I'll be like, yeah. calm the hell down. You, you, delusional as hell. Good. Yeah. you know what I mean? You holier than that. Yeah. Calm yourself. Even again, y'all, y'all's favorite person, Jesus, didn't talk about himself like this. Right. He talked like a normal person, like a human being. He treated people like common decency and respect. That's what you should be getting from the Bible. And Jesus didn't believe in Christians. He said, be Christ-like. Be like me. Why would I want you to follow me? Be like me. I'm a good yeah. person. You'll be a good person. You see there's one fish? Let everybody get a piece. Don't make a fish sandwich. Like, right. be good. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is common sense things, but this is where spiritually we're being attacked. Common sense has now become controversial. I can't talk common sense while I be, oh, he's trying to be enlightened or woke or Maybe I'm just tired of the BS. Yeah. Maybe I'm tired of having to explain myself. Maybe I'm tired of having to filter through the passive aggressive, the how people come to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, I, and I'm giving the example of what I want. I'm giving them the assertiveness. I'm giving them the proactive. But I know in my heart of hearts, too, you can't force someone to change. You either accept who they are. I can't hear y'all. We don't Hold on. Can you hear me now? There we go. Yep. I took my mute off, my mic off mute. I'll put it back on. You get. We're back in. All right. So y'all about to spit some knowledge. They was like, I right, cut them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we back. <laughs> so this is now how we have to look out for. But this is why I say two things can be true. Remember duality. Remember balance. Don't spend your life just looking out for what can happen. Don't don't hesitate after every corner thinking, you know, it's about to be a bulldozer coming through. Stop going to those type of neighborhoods you got to watch your back in. Right. Stop going to those people's houses you got to protect your peace in. Stop going to that bar. There's a fight and a stab in every other night. I know he, I know he's on the check-in. I know he, I, I see hey, no need to build it. Yeah, um, she said, what about addressing uh, black trauma? So addressing black trauma is, uh, that's a great question. So it to me, it starts at home. It's, it's the same with school. It's hard to learn things in school you ain't already be taught at home. You know what I mean? So the same with trauma. 
but it's hard to teach trauma where there's still trauma. <laughs> it's hard for me to suture up your wound when you still letting somebody open it up. You want me or them? Because yeah. exactly. both of us can't work at the same time. They're undoing my work. You yeah. know what I mean? When this, these people over here bleeding out that I can be sewing back up. So the first thing is you got to make a choice. Are you ready to stop hurting? Are you ready to stop being a victim? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what we got to ask ourselves first because we choose pain. We choose the hurt. We choose to suffer. We're punishing ourselves. We're thinking I'm going to learn through pain. That's what I said in my forgiveness. I forgive myself for scaring myself straight. I'm trying to punish myself into being a better person. Huh? That don't make sense. I should be good to learn how to be a better person. I should be good to others to learn how it feels to be good to others. To learn how it feels when they're good back to you for no reason. They can't even do nothing for you. That's what life is about to me. That's why things go this way because I'm always learning from that and I'm always in research. You know what I mean? And, and Sunshine said it beautiful in the beginning when we was talking about a person forgive you, then constantly wanting, doing something, constantly wanting that forgiveness. Sometimes I need to be alone because I am going to be triggered. <laughs> and you're going to see my, my tap in. I'm going to be cracking knuckles. and I'm, That's why I just need to be alone because I don't want me being triggered to make you think I don't forgive you. Right, right. So just give me some space. I got to breathe. I can't snap from being upset to just being happy. I'm not that strong. And, I know my limits. And, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and I, I know she's always checking. I don't like to divulge too much of our business, but she has a level of tolerance that I don't have uh, being around people because I'm an empath. So I feel everything. And I have to be careful when I say I'm an empath because yeah. empath does mean you try to understand and put yourself in the other people's yeah. shoes. But also being an empath means you feel energies and you feel weird around energy so as as to where my significant other be like i don't care about being around these people i don't care about this i'll be like man i don't i don't really want to go because i don't I, I know this person i i, I yeah. know the background of this person or i feel this person and I, I don't like the situation so it's it's hard for us a lot of times to dwell in certain things because she's a happy-go-lucky person yeah and i'm, I'm a reserved type but yeah, 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 exactly that's why i tell people like i'm not afraid i'm cautious yeah they're two different things so how do you I'm navigate it in that situation when you have a person who is is more tolerant of people than um it's an every, <laughs> everyday journey you know what yeah. i mean everyday journey learning to be comfortable in other people's comfort zones when honestly, in your deepest, darkest honesty, it makes you a little uncomfortable. Um, but that's love. That's the communication of lovebirds. This is how people communicate who are in love with each other. They automatically think to have that difficult conversation. Because those are difficult conversations. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like I'm questioning your way of life. At the same time, I'm trying to show you my perspective on my way of life. I don't want to have to go too far in the past of what happened to me. But I want you to get the lessons of how I learned yeah. by what happened to me. Yeah, You know what I mean? So that's where we need discernment. But I feel like that's where we got to allow love to lead. Sometimes, um, and it's ironic that T.D. Jakes is in the news for something else. But he just had a, a beautiful, because I still go and share his reels. I still listen to R. Kelly's music. Yeah, <laughs> Two things can be true. <laughs> you can be messed up over here, pretty good over here. Right, right. So, but T.D. Jakes said, um, it's not our job to make people feel like um, we've forgiven them. It's not my job to walk on eggshells around you when you did me wrong. Yeah. It's my job to be myself. And if you're worried about my shift of energy, don't do me wrong. That's the only way you can guarantee we don't get here. But you don't get to do me wrong and then dictate how I heal, dictate my response. You can pinch me and I want to blow you up. You don't get to dictate my reaction. Mm -hmm. Don't stop pinching. 
That's the lesson. <laughs> Not that he sometimes. It's, you should have learned that before you went and put your hands on people. Yeah, absolutely. That's the lesson. You know what I mean? So what, what I take from that, but also what I take from people like him, because Christians question me, like, how do you listen to T.D. Jakes? He's still a black man. <laughs> yeah, he still speaks to me on more levels than you can understand. He says things that's happening in his marriage, things that I worry that we're going to have to go through. And then he tells me, and I feel better, he says, y'all have to go through these things. Don't run from that. Y'all got to go through that. Or why are y'all married? Why are y'all calling this a marriage? Why are you shortchanging each other? Why are you half-assing each other? You love each other so much. Do what's best. And what's best is making sure I'm thorough. Making sure I don't do things that's out of my character. Not egging me on. Yeah, punching, bae. It's like, yo, you're. why are you so upset? Right. All yeah. he was make a joke about me. You're too upset. Calm down. That's what you. That's love to me. We got 10 minutes, and I need you and Wally to break this down for me because yeah. this is a common theme that has been going on and down your timeline in 2023, and we want to go into 2024 with great perspective. I should. The people who were raised in love versus the people who were raised in survival how do we relate to one another? How do we get to understand one another? Because that this doesn't mean just, you know, uh, a significant other versus significant other, or, or, you know, sometimes people raised in love, this parent was raised in survival, but this child is raised and they don't relate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So how do we relate to people who were raised in love? Versus I think, we, I think, oh. No, I was just going to say, I think that you you need the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? You need the person who was raised to survive um, and a person who was raised in love to raise a strong, powerful child or a, a powerful unit. I think that both of those energies are needed. And I don't think that I think that it's natural for us to shame it because it's part of the healing. Like there's things that we had to be taught to survive from that hurt us. It's still hurting but you still need it. Like the world still needs certain things because, you know, they say that it's gonna all, evil is always going to exist. So yeah. the fact that I was taught how to survive, um, it brings back to the the client that I was speaking to earlier, just about um, molestation, you know, and how we deal with, how we deal with that when we're coming around family, if they've done something wrong to us in the past, or how do we hold our minds steady for our children and not thinking that everybody is going to offend or, or take from our, and steal from our children. How do we move in that way? And I was telling her like how you're moving is not wrong. The only reason why you feel that it's wrong is because you still got trauma from what you've experienced as a child that you haven't dealt with. So now that you're, that you have daughters and that they're around other people, or even some of the same people that have wronged you, you feel this sense of, like uneasiness, like you don't feel a balance because you have started your own work and here you are trying to prevent your children from dealing with the same thing that you've dealt with. And and then here's the flip side. She don't know the love, right? She wasn't raised with that love. So she needs definitely somebody who has had that in their life um, when joining with her, because um, I think it will assist the process of showing her like, listen, this is what life is supposed to be like. This is not supposed to be all survival and you know, get your fist ready and, and kind of, and I used to do this when I moved back to the city, I would go before I would go places, I would kind of scope it out. Always back with my car and, you know, like having certain things, always had a knife in my shoe. Like who lives like this? Why are you doing these things? This is so like a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, I agree with everything Wally said. Uh, me, people have to kill the comparison. That's what a lot of people's issues are. Ooh. They don't realize um, when there's another person involved, 
y'all are running on the same track, but y'all are in a different race. And the analogy, how I help people explain it is, is if you have a track, two tracks that are side by side to each other, and there's a fence in between them. So a lot of people, when they get side by side to you on that track, they think y'all are at the same point. But I'm on lap a thousand and you on lap 10. Mm. And there will be no way of you knowing that. You're just thinking, oh, he probably on lap 10 too. You know what? He probably on lap eight. I'm on lap 10. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not thinking like that. I can see that, oh, he has his own journey. You got your own race. So I can get you I can be good to you because I realize he could be on lap 2000. See, that's how I look at the world. I don't assume you're on lap 10. I assume you're doing the best that you possibly can because I want to introduce that type of attitude to you. But it's hard for me to just sit back and say, man, I wish people did this in the world. And I don't project that to anybody. I don't broadcast. I don't teach anybody that. I'm just hoping. You know what I mean? That's praying. Manifesting is me going up to somebody and I'm interacting with you. Just how we said anger can cause those ripples. Enlightenment does too. Teaching someone something new. Showing them a new way how to do what they're doing. Handing them the right tool for the job. Wow. That'll change someone's whole perspective over you. So when we get to what's going on, like Walisha said, I, I humbly agree. We need both sides. And this is what the world has to wake up and realize. Growing up in love doesn't mean you understand how love works. Yeah. Growing up in survival doesn't mean you're a victim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, in my experience, growing up in love is harder because there's this expectation. There's this standard. You know yeah. what I mean? Look at, uh, I, I implore people not to watch, you feel me, but really <laughs> analyze. Go look at the Cosby show again. Mm. Look at how hard it was for those kids to live up to their parents' greatness and their glory. Yeah. And then look at all their friends who didn't have parents in the home. They were confident. They was happy. They dressed good. They talked. They knew who they were. But Theo, he had so much trouble figuring out who he was because he was trying to be his dad. He's trying to Live up to, I got to be a doctor. I got to be a lawyer. I got to do this. Yo, that's hard. That's a lot harder than not having that love in the home. Sometimes having parents who hold you accountable. Bruh, you checking my spirit today and I don't even mind it. (laughs) No, seriously, because when I look at the state of relationships today and I look at, you know, different things, I can be so judgmental. Yeah. Why? You know what I'm saying? I can be so like, damn, why can't people think like this? And I'm not realizing their path. I'm not realizing their journey as to why they've come to this conclusion. So I don't want to take that into 2024. I want to provide that understanding. Like, man, you know what I'm saying? This person feels this way because they may have grown up in love. They may have to have to survive. They may have seen that their mom have to survive and, and, go through a bunch of bullshit or you don't say what have you whatever their dynamic is with their father but i can't just say when somebody makes a post like this or i see somebody living their life like this that i automatically have them figured out because it's not fair and it's not fair at all and that's that that to me is the paradox that a lot of children are living in you'll have successful parents say go be successful like me but they didn't have parents and everybody in their industries go get her because they watch mom work four jobs because they watched dad work two jobs and pay child support. They didn't get here because of love. They got here the world beat down the people they love so much. They said, you know what? I'm about to fight back. And then the people with love, I hear them getting criticized. Oh, my son's 22. He lazy. He don't want to do nothing. He 18. He don't like nothing. They they kids. (laughs) They not you. You realize that, right? They not you. They're not trying to be you. They're having their own life. And a lot some brothers are being criticized by, by their fathers, by their uncles, by their mothers. Like, that's where we got to learn to lead with love. That's their, again, that's their track. 
they're on their lap. Then maybe you consider this serious. You're training for the Olympics. Maybe they just like cardio and fitness. We're not running the same race. Right. We are not running the same race. And, and, and I, I say that to say that, you know, you see all these relationships breaking up and stuff like that. And we post judgment on it. These are still people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to take my mouth off of these people because I don't know what these women yes. are going through. I don't know what these men are going through. Mm. You know, even though they're celebrities, they still have children to raise. They still have lives to pick up the pieces from. So, you know, I still have to do my job as a content creator. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, I get into personal discussions. Like, I know these people and I really don't know what the hell's going on with them. Yeah, and, that's and, and, and it's mainly because there's many of them. Like, no, you put your stuff on the internet, people are going to dissect it. Go ahead, Wally. <laughs> no, I was going to say, as many of them around, like, we have many people that are um, imitating the relationships or just happen to wind up in the same situation without the status. That's my mind. And so, right. So it's a lot of people that's, that's living the same situation. Like, in, in my case, my, my ex came from a two-parent household, and I didn't, and I, re I can remember his mother saying something to the fact that you know I didn't graduate college and that was because of how I was raised like I didn't graduate college because I had a child out of high school yeah. and when I, once I got to a certain place I was working several jobs and I couldn't keep up both but my bills had to be paid so that's why I didn't but I, I went on to get certificates and that and the other but it was still the mentality that I hear I kind of held them to a higher standard because of how I was raised. So I thought that he was better than me. His upbringing and his lifestyle was better than mine because he graduated from college. He was from a two parent household. They had more, they were more like the, I thought we were like the Cosby's, uh, my father and my father's family, but they were more like the Cosby. So I kept on comparing. I was doing the comparison because I had that, um, was living out the stereotype of how I was raised and how I showed up in the world. I was living the stereotypes that was spoken over black children or girls having babies out of high school. And, you know, that whole thing, it was like, it was, that was my life. I thought these other people that had titles that had two parents in the household that had certain things, Jordans, even sometimes I compared them to self and thought they were better than me. But I think when you get into relationships, you do have to understand that it is two people living their own journey and they're coming to becoming one. They don't speak enough about this, especially in the church or just in general, two people becoming one. You got your own reasons to be here on earth. You have your own things that you got to, you got your own eyes, you got to dot and your own T's that you have to cross. Yeah, you're supposed to be helping me. We're supposed to be helping one another, but you still got your own race that you got to finish and I can't finish it for you. Nor can you finish my race for me. So comparing in relationships does no service to the relationship at all to compare on how we were raised if we're not using it to understand where we are. If we're using it to be like, ah, well, I did this, you did it. Like, I know you don't. That doesn't serve us. But we're doing it like, oh, this happened to you. Oh, okay, that's probably why you do X, Y, and Z. Let's dive into that because we don't want our children or we don't want our future to hold these things. So let's Let's dive into these things as we're as they're coming up in our relationship. This I say, let me give you a round of applause for that. You ain't got a round of applause yet. This show for dropping it like that, dropping that science on us. This has been the appreciation show. So we're gonna spend the next ten minutes wrapping up, but appreciating everybody that's been on the check in. Uh, again, everybody, we're gonna try to put all your names in a raffle. 
and we will announce the winner on the Lane Love page, the Good Life Ohio yeah. page, and we will announce that winner. And I'm gonna wrap up because I got to run to the bathroom. Okay, me too. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Sunshine, Noni, uh, Brody's, Trine, Adara, Adrian, uh, every Drea, Drea, everybody has been on the check in today. Thank you so much. Go ahead and wrap up, sir. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, shout out to everything Walisha said. That is all, you know. That's all. Word is bomb. This this is what life is about, getting to the point of our highest self and being comfortable with that self and choosing to celebrate the people around us. Too many of the choices we make in our lives are rooted in trauma. Start choosing love. And what Walisha was explaining wraps up for me what sacred love is. We got to start learning to apply love to what people tell us. So when they tell us about our trauma, we're not always there to fix it. Sometimes it's, we're, we're better learning them, to understand them and learning to love them. So listen to what they're saying with a loving ear and you know what I mean? Take your detective cap off. Stop trying to solve things and realize some people just love your ass. They just want to love you and they're full of love and that's what they know. So let them do what they do. You feel me? But I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. This show has been amazing. This gets better every week for us. Yes. Grateful. I'm I'm, I'm grateful for everything. Uh, Wally, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say to everyone, don't wait to the new year to start your shadow work. You can start your shadow work and that process today. The things that are vexing you and your family, like you're the key to that. It's bothering you so that you can change, um, not to be like somebody else or to compare with anybody else, but because you deserve better and you want better for you and your family. So start your shadow work today. Tap into the last episode because that's what we talked about shadow work or last two episodes but tap in and start today. You ain't got the way to the new year. This is your new year. So be the new you for you and your family that you deserve. That's it. That's all I got. No doubt. Uh, hey, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, going into the new year, um, learn to monitor your reactions. Because by the time you react, a lot of times we've already lost. So learn to monitor your reactions and your emotions and kind of weigh those in the balance. And that's what I'm taking into uh, year 2024. Again, I've already started the groundwork. Um, me and Tim been drinking a lot of water, so we both got to use the bathroom. But tonight, I will be at Victories. Victories tonight, man, it's going down. I'm telling you, two or 300 people are going to be in the building, and I'm going to tear it down. It is the ugly sweater party put on by Just Friends. And then tomorrow night is Brian Sledge's Love Language. So we're going to come back to Victories and tear that down, because that's going to be an R. Is this a ticketed event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm charging to my head, not my heart. I'm not sure of the tickets, but it shouldn't be that bad, like $10 or something like that. So please make sure. And it's going to be well worth it. I'm going to shake that building. I'm a. Uh -oh. And that's off of High Street, right? Yeah, Victory's is off of High Street. So it's right down the street from Double Take. But again, they're going to foul in. We're going to have a great time. Uh, please be safe over the holidays. And again, uh, I want to announce that uh, this show and the Pretty and Petty podcast is growing. This is why we have contests. This is why we have better marketing. So as you share, we thank you. This, again, is the appreciation show. 17 <laughs> likes. I know out of countless shares. If you haven't shared this already, please share it. But again, thank you for the growth of this show and the commentary and the engagement and everything. Appreciation all day. God loves you. We do too. We are out of here. Peace, peace, peace. Yes.